Hello and welcome to Free America. I'm your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America Podcast. Today is Sunday, February 28th. The year is 2021. And this is podcast number 32. Boy, we're really getting up there. And today we have a very special host, a good friend of mine for many years, Aaron Myers, who is joining us from his mobile command center in Colorado. And I'm sure you're really going to enjoy watching Aaron and listening to his stories and the stuff that he talks about. He's really quite an interesting cat. And I've had the pleasure of knowing him, like I said, for many years. So it's going to be it's an honor really to have him on the show. And I think you're really going to be going to enjoy it. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Before we get to Aaron, I'd like to cover a little bit of news today. Of course, some COVID news, as is always very current and present in our minds. And I just came across a couple of news articles that I'd like to share with you today before we get to Aaron. One of which talks about doing COVID testing, or excuse me, vaccine testing on children, children as young as the age of five. And as we mentioned in our last podcast, episode number 31, that testing on human beings, well, testing and doing and doing a challenge portion of the trial where you challenge human beings with a virus is against Nuremberg code. Now, in order to test something on a human being, you have to have their informed consent. But children under the age of 18 are unable to give their consent. So not sure how that's going to play out in terms of the legality of testing this vaccine on children. But before we do that, I'd like to draw your attention to the Free America Podcast website. This has been recently fully reorganized and revamped to a much cleaner, much nicer layout. There's no bells or whistles, just very straightforward here where you can watch the previous episode. You can uh, listen to our episodes on different podcast platforms. You can also find our videos on these alternative video sites because we did get Uh, booted from YouTube. We actually have two strikes, so I'm not going to risk a third, so I will not be posting any new videos there. And then you can also follow us on alternative social media sites, Gab and MeWe, where um, these are essentially a a replacement for Facebook. And what Facebook has done is obviously has banned me from the platform, so I no longer want to do business with them. I mean, I'd rather not give content to a company that uses my content to sell advertising on and then turns around and uses that money to steal elections. Because that's exactly what they did with that 400 million that they contributed to the Democratic uh, Party this past election. And they paid off judges and local election uh, election officials and pretty much everybody else that was a part of the whole scam. You can also see all of our previous episodes here, but like I said, you can also view them at Rumble or BitChute, but these are just embedded links where you can click on and watch the video without leaving the site. And then we also have some of our previous special reports here, as well as our news blog. And if you'd like to contact us or subscribe to the site, you can do so right there at the bottom. But I would also like to just briefly direct your attention to the donate section up here at the top, over here in the top right, right underneath our logo. If you click on that, it'll take you to uh, the page where you can either 
contribute to us using Patreon or PayPal. So you can make a one-time contribution to help us defray our costs for operating this podcast here. Um, you can also get a little something in exchange for your money by going to any of our affiliates. We have three that we've chosen here in the fields of personal finance, self-defense, and health and fitness. And I feel as if these are important to help you in today's day and age well, with well with everything that we're dealing with, with regard to the COVID-19 virus, as well as all the lockdowns and everything else associated with the economic impact that that has had on people. So if you do click on any of these red buttons and use one of these products or services, we then receive a, not a, not a, not a contribution, but a commission for, for helping to promote their products. So we'd appreciate your support by either affiliate marketing or just making a contribution through Patreon or PayPal. So thank you very much for listening to that brief commercial regarding the Free America podcast. So today, as I mentioned, I'd like to share some information with regard to children being tested on with this, uh, with this Pfizer vaccine. Now, the Pfizer vaccine, as you know, was called out by the former chief science officer of Pfizer, Michael Yeadon, Dr. Michael Yeadon, as being potentially dangerous and deadly to human beings. It can cause infertility in women. It can also cause death by way of an autoimmune response when the subject is exposed to a new or different strain of the virus, or actually the same strain uh, that the virus is inoculating against, excuse me, the vaccine is inoculating against. So in this case now, they wanna test this vaccine on children. This is the CEO of Pfizer right here. And, you know, if, if you want to judge a book by his cover, I would say this book looks pretty evil, but we'll, we'll reserve that judgment for now. Let's just read a little bit of what it says here in the article. It says, uh, wow, Pfizer CEO Albert Burla says, we are already doing trials with kids 12 years old all the way to 16, and I hope that we will be able to have data in a couple of months. And I believe we should have data about this population by the end of the year. And uh, it says here now, children as young as six are already being given the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine in a new trial in the UK. So this is the same country where they've authorized the use of uh, challenge trials for human subjects. So they're already breaking the Nuremberg Code. They're already breaking the law. So I guess they're going a step further because no, there's no backlash from the population to say, hey, you can't do that. So now they're saying, well, great, we're going to test it on kids who cannot give their informed consent. So essentially breaking the law again. They said researchers are studying 300 kids aged between, aged between 6 and 17 to examine whether the jab produces a strong immune response in youngsters. Now, I don't know exactly how they're going to confirm the immune response other than exposing the person or the child to a virus. But, well, this is, this, is just, this is just dangerous, folks. It seems as if they want to, they just want to kill us all. And I'm, I'm beside myself with, begin, with trying to understand exactly what they are after here. Because this, this vaccine causes infertility in women, 
Why couldn't it cause infertility in children? Are they trying to completely eradicate the human race? It seems so. And that's quite concerning. Now, moving on to our, our next article here. Um, plunging demand for COVID-19 test. Let me pull that up for you. This is this is this is the logic of the the mainstream media here. So this is from AP News. So AP is supposedly an impartial news source, but they put their own little spin on this. So it says plunging demand for COVID-19 tests may leave us exposed. And you wonder how, how, how are we exposed? I thought all these vaccines rolling out are supposed to protect us. I thought we've already reached peak exposure to the virus. We've, we're approaching herd immunity. Numbers are falling, numbers are dropping. But the funny thing is, is that they, they, they write here, US testing hit a peak on January 15th when the country was averaging more than 2 million tests per day. Since then, the average number of daily tests has fallen more than 28%. The drop mirrors declines across all major virus measures since January, including new cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. So there you have it. They actually now have admitted there's a correlation between the numbers of cases and deaths and the numbers of tests. So cases have dropped, deaths have dropped, tests have dropped. So what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that these overinflated numbers from before, because these tests yield predominantly false positives, were due to the number of tests occurring. Now, the tests fell off just before Biden took office. You know, that's, I find that highly suspicious that they should begin phasing out the tests right around the time that Biden comes in and, and enacts all of his new executive orders in an effort to make him look good, look successful. This has always been political, folks. They've destroyed the lives of millions of Americans and millions of other people around the world, economically, emotionally, psychologically, for politics, to push this new socialist agenda, to destroy the middle class and the working class and the small businesses of this country and others in an effort to roll out stronger government regulation and authoritarian control from the top down. So they're showing their hand here, folks, the same way that they showed their hand when they did the when they did the uh, Time Magazine article that I showed you a few episodes ago, where they essentially admitted that they stole the election. And so now they feel so confident in their actions and what they've done and that and that the essentially the, the non-response from the majority of people out there, that they feel emboldened to come out and essentially admit what they've been doing all along. So I wanna ask you as one of our viewers or listeners right now to stand up, to gather together with people in your community who have had enough of this nonsense. Like we've done out here in California, Los Angeles, and I've showed you some of the videos of the actions that we've taken here. And I encourage you to group together with others in your community and say to your local health officials and say to your elected officials, 
no, we're not going to stand for this anymore. We're not going to stand for these unjustified lockdowns. There's no science to back them up. And we're tired of you destroying our lives. So that being said, I'd like to move on to our guest today, who himself has been somewhat affected by, I believe, by this this whole lockdown. And, you know, he's had a very difficult time over the last several months that I've been keeping in touch with him. And, you know, he's out there doing his, his best to survive in the face of this. But with all that's going on, it's it's becoming increasingly difficult. But I honestly, I have the utmost respect for this man because through all these challenging times, he's never given up. And he's constantly finding ways to overcome these obstacles. It's just amazing. I'll, I'll let him tell you his story. But for now, let me just introduce him. His name is Aaron Myers, and please join me in welcoming him to the show. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, the nice introduction. Oh, for sure, bud. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, like I said, man, you, you, you've you been going through some tough stuff, and you still keep powering through it. It's amazing. You know, anybody, most people would have given up. Most people would have quit, because you went back to college, right? Yes, sir. I'm currently enrolled um, at uh, Adams State University. Finishing up my BA uh, in anthropology, archaeology, uh-huh. studying studying the Americas, uh, right? Na- mostly Native Americans. Okay, yeah, and you're out there in Colorado where there's you know a lot of a lot of Native American artifacts and things. Yes, sir. To explore, that's great. But I, what yeah. I was saying was is that a lot of people, you know, in your position, the position you you found yourself in financially, would have quit, would have quit school and said, ah, oh, you know, I've got to, I've got to just focus on surviving. But you powered through it, and I and I really have a lot of respect for that. And um, I really I really dig your resume. Your 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 listing. You are an archaeologist and a professional adventurer. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I I, I like to think you know. Um, okay. I'm very blessed. I I know that much, and I like to think that um, I, I'm given the opportunity to to do things that not a lot of people are given that opportunity to do. Well, the, that, that title, it just reminds me of like, like Indiana Jones, because he was an archeologist and, and professional adventurer. <laughs> I mean, you, you, do you fashion yourself kind of like as an Indiana Jones? No, I don't want to say that because Indiana Jones, he's, he's uh, if you look at the character and the, the deep state and the, the George Lucas's and the Spielberg's and the Weinstein's and the, He's a bad character. Um, I, I'm no, I'm no saint. So, um, life imitates art in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the army mm-hmm. and, and and did well there. Um, got out, got into some trouble, and you know, paid a real big price for that because you know you can't be acting a fool the way I was. And so I kind of feel like I owe it to myself and to my guys, you know, that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few that were better soldiers and better men than myself. So um, just to be able to serve with such individuals, it, it humbles a guy. So, you know, if, if I got to suck it up and drive on through school through a pandemic, uh, I guess that's what it's going to take. Um 
Yeah. Now, now, did that? Did your military training kind of prepare you to have this survivalist mentality? Like to, I, I would say it did. Definitely, I've had that ability to, to, to rough it. You know, to you know, now to camp out and and sleep on the fly and and you know, bivouac it. Obviously, I'm in the mobile command center this evening. Uh, 97 Astro van, all wheel drive. And my only friend in the world, uh, besides, uh, Mr. Yaya here, my dog. And, um, we're, we're like the road warrior. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, for sure. Now I would think to add to your title would also be appropriate would be international man of mystery. <laughs> no, no, more, <laughs> more like, uh, uh, notorious degenerate, you know, I'm working on my best Rodney impression, you know. Uh, hey, about it. You know, the other day, you know, I'll I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. But this okay. is some truth. It's some truth. You know, I always got the raw truth. You know, the other day I was you know, I was flying the drone and I got to get hired and I go meet the guy at the hotel. You got to pay a deposit. You know, I talk about deposits. You know, I look up there's a pregnant hooker and like five construction guys. Like, hey, the party's over here, buddy. Like, hey, thank God my dog's neutered, you know? <laughs> so it's like dealing with the public. You don't know what the hell. <laughs> totally. That's great, man. That's very, then, that's, that's very and rotten. Then, and, then, and, then, and then when the drugs came out, you know, I found myself at 2 a.m., you know, at the UFO watchtower, listening to Baroque, you know, like 16th century over here, you know, everyone's going crazy with syphilis. <laughs> it's Tuskegee all over again. Yeah, the Black Death. Yeah, yeah, the plague. Speaking of Hollywood, speaking of plague, the Hollywood—that's a plague. That's uh, I've had my experience in that. Yeah. Um, you and I both, you know, with if you look at the Paris Hilton documentary and yeah. um, institutional abuse. Yes. Uh, that's heavy stuff. We're talking about, you know, people that can't make their own decisions. Um, you know, so it's a, it's a tough subject. No, it is, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm glad that we've had the opportunity to talk about it a little bit, you know. I mean, and all, jokes, all jokes aside, you know, um, you know, you could be a degenerate, you know, I'm, I'm no saint, but... Uh, when it comes to like kids and old people and animals and, you know, people with special needs, you know, uh, that's those, those people are off limits. Right. Those things are off limits. Um, and it's just unfortunate that, you know, it's, it affects people everywhere. You know, people, they say it's a conspiracy theory or, um, you're making it up. You know, I've, I've lived here in Southern Colorado for three years and, and human trafficking's affected me. I, I lived here for a year and, and there's a lot of theft, a lot of drugs and theft and everybody's a victim of theft here. And, um, this, this young lady reached out to me on Facebook and, um, I got robbed and I had some studio equipment that was, you know, custom studio. You know, we work in entertainment see me on Amazon prime, you know, shameless plug, but, uh, yeah, you, you go, uh, you have some studio equipment gets stolen 
and it's custom. So like you're gonna steal the Mona Lisa. Where are you gonna where are you gonna where are you gonna get rid of it? You can't buy that stuff at Walmart. It's like you know it's custom T Pain, New York City you know studio equipment and and this late this young lady reached out to me and it's like um I don't want to get wasted over this I don't I don't want to live this life anymore I don't know I know what this is I know what this equipment is and I know I know what's going on and and can you help me and and I I asked her like how old are you in the messenger and she says I'm 19 and I started looking at her page and. It was no 19 year old. So no, if you, if you need help, you're going to have to be honest and a 14 year old kid, dude. And, um, I called, you know, I had to go to the police and it was a big ordeal and SWAT team involved. Like I'm shaking, but thinking about it because it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely disgusting. And, and when, you know, coming out of that, uh, rat motel, uh, you know, comes out a child, uh, in the arms of a SWAT officer, it's it's, it's disgusting and 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 scary because this stuff is so heinous. It's so heinous and disgusting that people can't even wrap their brains around it. Um, and then it you is. know, that's and it's it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's it goes to the top. There's there's people here that there's a local celebrity woman that everybody everybody was spawning over. Um, Maggie Rains, Maggie Rains, and and uh, just makes my stomach turn. This woman, you know, was using the entertainment industry as a cover to traffic in human trafficking. So, um, of course, the internet's been scrubbed of all of, of any of her indiscretions and the way it's been written. It's all it's all uh, washed over and all made made real pretty. But um, this woman, this woman was connected with Epstein. And the Zorro Ranch, which is only a couple hours from my location here in Southern Colorado, it's, it's making me like fake. Yeah, it's disgusting. That's a, that's in New Mexico, right? Yes, yes, sir. And it's yeah. and we're only halfway in between here and there and Denver, and the connections of Denver and Portland, uh, and the human trafficking networks is um, it's all confirmed. It's all covered, you know, in public forums because you know, these people are disgusting right and and they have to rub it in your face they have to rub it in your face and it's like the like the vampires you got to invite them in so they got to rub it in your face first yeah they they, they 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 do they do like to do that it seems as if there's some sort of metaphysical obligation for evil to throw it in your face you know, they, 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 they love to gloat. They love to show like, just like in, in the articles that I just covered, you know, they, about them testing this vaccine on children. They, they just, they know that they can get away with it because they got away with the fact that they're going to then expose humans to the virus after inoculating them with this so-called vaccine, which is against Nuremberg code. But nobody said, nobody said, boo, nobody stood up and said anything. Hey, you can't do that. That's illegal. And so now they're like, great, we can get away with murder. We're going to start testing it on kids. Speaking of the Nuremberg uh, Code, that's like, yeah, that's like the Geneva. You say so, the Nuremberg Code, it makes me think of the Geneva Convention. And that's things that I had to operate under as a, in the military. Um, so that's serious. It's serious business. You know, I just, I have a friend of mine I just ran into recently that was diagnosed with Legionnaire's disease. Wow. 
I, I, I don't know anything much about that, but it, 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 it about killed him. Um, it's so, you know, yeah, no, I know that it, uh, it affects the pulmonary organs, uh, lungs, and that it can be it can be acquired from drinking contaminated water, but it's very rare. I think it popped up here in Los Angeles about ten years ago, but there was a single a single case of it, and it was isolated to a, a specific hotel in the downtown area where a woman acquired it somehow so very odd that 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 would be something you know you have to wonder i mean is this some is this part of a larger no, it's just operation yeah, it's, i don't know it's just just i have this like you know this is a pending uh feeling of doom when when alex jones is having to eat his own storable food um yeah whew, yeah things are, things are heavy and um it's hard to keep a, a good attitude and a good and a, and a sense of humor. That's for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, especially in this day and age, you know, I, you could have the cops called on you for wearing a T-shirt. That's uh, a far cry from anything that would be considered offensive. You know, you yeah. know, ten ten years ago, and you and I, we go way back when there was a. Uh, big johnson surfboards and big you know what i mean like you know you can't even have a sticker on your car i've had stickers in my car vandalized and i don't even have a trump sticker on my car anymore i i have one that says hollywood uh, activism now that's entertainment and that's been been messed with and Well, you know, that's amazing. I mean, I thought people on the left were supposed to be really tolerant and accepting, and they seem anything but, you know, it seems like people on the right, conservative people are the ones who are tolerant and accepting because we've been putting up with the bullshit from the left now for well over, well, this year's, this past year, especially, but well over a year, <sighs> over the last four years of this, of this witch hunt and, and then vilification of anybody that supported Trump as a bunch of white supremacist, racist Nazis who are now domestic terrorists. No, and I know. I saw, I saw my Trump sticker on my laptop. So all the professors still got to look at it for an hour a day. <laughs> Trust and believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it just, it, it, I find it concerning. I mean, well, I went out yesterday to try to inform and educate people about the dangers of the vaccine at one of our local vaccination sites here at the Dodger Stadium. And we were met with counter protesters from Antifa who were there to threaten and and, um, to attempt to prevent us from doing what we were there to do. They were making lots of noise and blocking us and um, tearing up our signs and destroying this little booth that we had. The thing is, is there... They're getting paid too, getting yeah. paid monies, monies. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say that they're tolerant or accepting at all, at all. If anybody doesn't agree with them, anybody to the the right of Mao Zedong is a racist, is a Nazi, is a fascist, and they they're they're so radical. No, and you know, it, it's crazy too, like being in school, uh, it's very left-leaning, but 
they've actually the professors i'm not gonna say any i'd like to give props to the professors at adam state um uh i've had i've i've been more you know have had butt heads with some students and faculty being an older student but uh uh for the most part the professors and them they they go out of their way up above and beyond the call of duty for their students so i'm proud to be a grizzly i'm not gonna lie so um so yeah, there's oh yeah and and i came from the junior school and community college and um um, yeah, nothing but hats off to them. And we're trying to go into the next decade with the our hundred year anniversary to try to go in that out with the best uh, best of intentions for sure for for everybody involved, especially during these times. Yeah, what's what's learning been like over this past year? Has it been all done all like virtually? No, we we have that option, but we go to class face to face. Of course, all. Uh, social distancing and they're, and they're all about that mask life but um for the most part um it, it's like just business as usual you know you go to class with your, and sit through the lectures and taking your notes and uh, the internet's the best in the city so got no complaints there and um you know and everybody's looking out for everybody you know making sure everybody's getting fed and um you know, when the, when it first hit we didn't have you know campus got closed so you know, people were scrambling for, you know, to go back home and, uh, you know, even lodging and stuff, you know, they were closing everything up. And so we ended up at an RV park, you know, they had internet and the guy was really cool, paid us, uh, he fed us twice a week. So that was pretty awesome. And uh, I was in the veterans club. So, you know, making things happen, you got to reach out and ask, you know, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. So, you know, make it happen that we're back on campus. So things are getting better and um, coming around. Yeah, that's good. Now, uh, well, how, what is their position on the vaccine there at Adams State? It's kind of like, you know, take it if you want. If you don't, you know, they do testing at school. I get um, regularly tested, but. Is that um, mandatory? No, you don't have to, but I mean, you, you do. I mean, I do because it's in my club. Um, I represent the club, so. Um, I'm, I'm always talking shit though. Uh, excuse my language. I'm always, you know, saying okay. something, saying something off the collar to them, uh, in that regard. Cause you know, it's a bunch of students, a bunch of nursing students that are, they're doing the work. So, you know, I, I tell them, you know, and, and some of the, and so, you know, because I'm an older student, I'm mixed military. So a lot, you're right. A lot of people go, well, you seem prepared for this and this, uh, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. You know, I, I I keep my ear to the ground, that's for sure, and talking to people and communicate with people that are in the know. And, um, yeah, I ask them, I go, hey, what's what's going on here? Is this mop level four? And they're like, nah, you know, it's, you know, it, and, and I called it. I called it before the uh, last year in New York. I was... Um, I, I said at Christmas time to my mother, I said, Mom, I said, be six months before the election, they're going to roll something out that is so ridiculous. It's so off the wall, off the chain, that it's going to be, it's going to turn everything on its head. And, and sure enough, almost to the day, six months to the election, it popped off. So, um, now you mentioned, you mentioned MOP4. Now, isn't that, that's, 
that's a that's the kind of equipment that you would wear for a biological or a chemical attack. Is yeah, that yes, sir. That's the maximum, you know, protective equipment that you would have to don in that environment. So right, and, and so anything short of that is futile, right? When pretty much. About, yeah. Talking about a virus or any or any such thing such as that. So sure. wearing a mask is completely useless. Yeah, so pretty I, much. Yeah, pretty much. From, from the from the research that I've been doing on it, but the fact that like right that when you look at the things that the people are wearing in these in these level four bio labs, where they're covered head to toe and they're in a bubble suit and they have no no interaction with the outside environment. You know, they're in their own enclosed environment. I mean, that tells you, you know, that's the level of safety that you need to have around a a virus such as is, is COVID-19. So to, to think that that people can protect themselves by wearing, you know, a bandana across their mouth or even a surgical mask, which have been shown to have zero effect in terms of filtering out virus particles. You know, even the N95 mask, a lot of people say, hey, that's, you know, that that filters out 95% of particles. Yeah, smoke particles, dust particles, things that are large. When you're talking about virus particles, especially specifically COVID-19, you know, it's less than it's I think it's 0.125 microns, whereas the smallest particle that the N95 mask will filter out is 0.300. So you're talking about something that's less than half the size of the smallest hole of the N95. And so so even even the best so-called mask isn't going to do anything for you. So it's it's. It's really an exercise in futility, and and you having you know you pointing that out, I think, to the nurses is is funny. And what did what did they say about that? Well, they just kind of roll their eyes, you know, like I'm just some old crazy old kook. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. I, I um that you know they got their job to do. I have my job to do, and um like you know, it's winter time here in Colorado. We're up at altitude. So, you know, to cover your face, you got to breathe out here. It's it's altitude. We're talking over 7,000 feet. Um, the Olympic Training Center was here in the 60s because the Olympics were in Mexico City. So they had to mirror the altitude of Mexico City. So, like, up here is, uh, you know, cross-country uh, runner's dream as far as red blood cell count and, you know, having a good uh, – lung function um and staying hydrated and all those things these things are important especially at this altitude and um you know i'll wear a face covering when it's cold but uh as far as like i go out i've been on the no face mask tip of course i wear one at school because you know people start bugging out i don't want to cause a scene but uh in public and in the stores nobody says anything to me they know better yeah um when you're six, when you're six foot two forty, um, yeah, people know better. They just, they'll just look and, you know, like one lady was like ninety years old. She had nothing to lose. She's like, "Where's your mask?" I go, I, "I'm, I'm good. You have yours." So have a nice day and just kept walking and, you know, nobody yeah. said anything. But it's, uh, you know, when my uh, ex girlfriend or somebody's out there marching around with their mask on and they're five two, uh, ninety pounds. It's, it's a different story 
and I, I feel unfortunate for those folks because mm-hmm. you know six foot two forty they they you know they they know that um and and if you're wearing like an I have a lot of like work clothes so I have like all fi- flame resistant clothing on so they they're like ah oh, that guy's not only is he flame resistant but he's you know he's he's built he's built to last too so uh-huh. you know you can't keep a good guy down and you see people in public and you know everybody knows what's up you know it's such a uh, it's disgusting no it really it really is to see just the people who who submit willingly without well you know and then people don't really even realize speaking we're saying on course the the masks allow people to traffic humans in with impunity now they're not able to be recognized and communicate uh just gives another person a more difficult way to escape um you know potential danger um so you know somebody with a face covering you don't know if there's a piece of duct tape under there um it's it's terrible we're in we're in bad bad times man yeah you have to you have to wonder if there is a correlation between that and this the human trafficking network that apparently is at some level run by the elite not all of the elite of course you know not not all of them are either democrats or republicans but probably both probably you know very high level people in in entertainment industry as well you know they according to people within the industry they traffic in children that's the currency so to say that that you know these are the people that are pushing this agenda it makes a lot of sense you know you look at the the mainstream media big tech all these people who would be involved in something like that are promoting face covering and that could be a way to like you said provide cover for someone who's engaging in human trafficking and child trafficking and a great way, a great way to, to get away with it. That's um, wow. I never really thought about that. Well, you know, nowadays you can wear a You look at everybody looking like Billy the kid. Sure. Sure. I mean, you know, back in the day, you know what I found was funny. There's a there's a picture on the cover of of Time magazine. Actually, I bought this kind of as a memento, but shows shows uh, Harris and Biden. You know, a time to heal. This is when the you know they first they won the election, right? Well, they're wearing masks, and it's like bandits, thieves wear masks. So I think it's 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 kind of appropriate that those who stole the election would be wearing masks. Yep. The Fauci burka. Yeah. The Fauci burka. Boy, that guy Fauci is, is flip flop. Fauci is what I call him. He can't, he can't keep straight what his position is on masks or vaccines or lockdowns, you know, on how many masks you should be wearing, whether you should wear them or not. Who knows? Who knows what he's going to come up with next? All I know is I didn't vote for him. I didn't see him on any um, ballot name on any anybody's ballot. So yeah, yeah. You know, this is, this is essentially medical tyranny from an from an unelected body of people. So you're talking about him. You're talking about the CDC. 
the World Health Organization. Non-NGOs, NGOs. Right. And these people are dictating policy. It doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't because they have no accountability to the voters. They, 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 they can't be removed from office for violating their oath to the Constitution. I don't know. Actually, I think I think people like that at that level, they do swear an oath. At, well, at, yeah, it's a pure evil to Moloch. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, this whole thing is very satanic, to be honest with you. It's very ritualistic. It's it's, you know, the face coverings, the six feet apart. You know, all of it, it seems it seems very satanic in nature. I think uh, John John Bound, I forget his they talk about the John Baum. Yeah, had a, a segment that was a, a mass initiation. Sure. Absolutely. And people being initiated to this this satanic cult. And this and this this cult of worship of authoritarian control and domination and you know suppression of civil liberties and outright theft of personal freedom. It's it's appalling. Well, I remember reading David Icke's books early and you're like this guy is either on some he's either on some or like he's off his rocker crazy and now it's all coming out like that's that's kind of real more than you think because you can look it up you can research it and it's all there so yeah isn't that something you know there are guys like that like david ike or alex jones who have for years decades have been warning about this stuff have been talking about this stuff and and it's not just their their opinion they're basing these statements on on information that is available to the general population at this point back then it really wasn't i mean the internet was it wasn't as prevalent back then well see i think too a lot of it is people that consume media being that i've worked in it um they don't have the time you know people my age um i'm blessed you know that the the after my dad passed away that my mom's not eating, having to eat dog food and that mom's in a good spot. So I, I, a lot of people my age are, are taking care of ailing, uh, aging parents. So, you know, you don't have time for that. You just come home, turn on the TV and, you know, go feed, you know, your, your parents or something, you know, people are, are, they don't have the time to go doing the research and, and be, uh, you know, proactive in, finding out what the facts are hmm. and and that's hard you know we should be raising a family i know a guy out here apache and he's hip but he doesn't really know because you know, he's raising a family he's a working joe he's got two kids he's got a wife he's got a dog he's got a mortgage he's got things to do and, and yeah. he works in he works as potato farmer and in in, ag- in agriculture so for him to be you know going through white papers and publications and you know the latest on c-span they don't have time for that right ain't nobody got time for that but <laughs> guys like myself uh i'm lucky i don't i, I don't have children uh not that i'm blessed I, someday but uh 
you know, I'm focusing on school, focusing on um, my business, uh, getting back to work. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, I have time to where I could sit down and absorb, you know, news media from all angles. You know, growing up, I used to listen to Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh. So um, being far from right or left, I was more center and um, just want to know I can make an educated decision on some things in my life that, you know, like like I can control, um, you know, my pocketbook, especially. And, sure. you know, trying to become uh, independent of certain things and certain systems. It takes a little bit of courage and a little bit of know-how and a whole lot of faith because hope and luck run out. Mm. So, yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, people, like you said, they, they don't have a lot of time to do the independent research or to verify any of the things that are being spouted by the mainstream media, verify it or, you know, deny it. So, and, and the mainstream media has taken advantage of this, I believe, and they've taken advantage of people's trust, really, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, back when we were, we were kids, you could still pretty much trust that the news was giving you the news and not giving you opinion about the news. It was, you know, unbiased. They were just stating facts. And now it's it's completely different. It's It's as if they suppress facts and present nothing but opinion, or they'll they'll coat a fact, you know, in all of this opinion and give it their spin on it. Oh yeah. Here. Just like just talking about that, that singer, whatever she was, Maggie Rains, um, really no talent. See, because that, they can hide within that industry. It's hard to vet within that industry because it's so small. It's such a small portion of the, of the segment of the society. And having that, I have some experience in that um, people take, that for base value because they look up on iTunes or they look up on on Google or they look up on you know some other you know search engine and there they are and she just didn't pass the smell test and that's happened to me a few times in my life where people were claiming to work in entertainment and and, and commercial and film and that in that media presence it wasn't there and I said this this it's a cutout this they're not real. These aren't real people. Me, I'm real. You can Google my name and just don't scroll down. That's, you know, just stay at the top in the movie stuff. You know, actor Martinez available on Amazon prime, but, um, and a few others, but it's, you know, uh, I'll, I'll include a link to that in the, description yeah, of the show here. So people go and check out some of your work. Yeah. It's, uh, on the streaming services, we were blessed to work with an amazing team. From LA to New York and Denver and just to be able to represent it was a, a amazing time. But having that experience, these people just didn't pass the mustard. And um, and then when you look it up on their, you know, the news coverage on it, it's like not only was this woman trafficking in in women and in and children might have you, the way the meat, the way this newspaper wrote about it was she was working for a high-end escort service based out of Manhattan, New York. And it was all very, you know, it was clean, dude. And you had to scroll through 30 pages to even find it. So mm. um, they know what they're doing um, when it comes yeah. to this stuff to try to cover it up and suppress it. But right. um, 
Yeah, they run interference for these sex traffickers. These. Oh, and when I said, I said, I told him, I go, this woman's no, this no bueno. Um, I, I'm as transparent as I can be, and and um, they they told me, oh, you're just a hater. And I said, how am I hating? And they said, oh, because she has money. And, oh, money, it's always the money, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, couple, you know, not even a couple months later, she's busted in Miami with a bag full of cash trying to get out of the country with an Israeli national hmm. now sitting in a federal detention center, uh, going through the process. But, um, and you know, she's right up there, right up there with Alyssa Mack from the, the show. Uh, what was it? it was a Superman show. Lo- uh, Lark- an actress. Lark- I'm not sure which one and what it was, but she was on one of those shows and she was clicked up with that. The Nexium cult and yeah, yeah all bad all bad yeah yeah that that whole thing is is bad news and that is i think a a reflection of the type of cult-like activity that occurs in hollywood and that you've heard of many former hollywood stars child stars that come out and like Corey feldman and talking about him and, and, and his experience along with Corey heim and it's really disturbing. And then you hear adults come out who have been around that and start talking about what occurs at some of these exclusive levels at some of these exclusive parties that they've been invited to. And it's just, it's just disgusting, man. And you got to wonder at what point is this, is it going to, we all know what's going on now. What are we going to do about it? You know, I, I feel like, there's part of me that just wants to check out entirely from Hollywood. I don't want to have anything to do with it, but there's another part of me that's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's still a lot of good people in Hollywood who want to do good projects who aren't a part of this cabal of evil. Oh, I'll agree. There's more patriots than you would imagine in this business. Um, you know, I've been working doing lighting or something. People come to me and whisper, you know, Hey dude, I didn't know you were a patriot, you know? Uh, so yeah, there's, I think there's more than you would think. Um, I think it's just people that are scared to, to go out there on a limb. Cause uh, sure. like myself being independent, you know, I don't, I don't need to answer to nobody except uh, maybe my ex-wife, but uh, no. <laughs> oh, Hey, uh, my ex-wife. Hey, um, <laughs> But no, she's uh, she's good. But, you know, um, yeah, I think that because of the love of the craft, the love of the work, uh, love of the people working with with teams that you would never meet anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. The, the industry is amazing place. Yeah. Full of amazing people. But then there's just that element, you know, they always say there's a, a, a few bad apples. Well, there might be more than a few, but, you know, there it, it, it seems like the the. I don't know if we're going tit for tat or we're even Steven with these, these folks, but it's all coming out because uh, Hollywood's all Chinese owned yeah. now. And uh, that's, a, that, that just goes to show in the kind of position we're in after, after people like Dick Clark pass away. Um, people, you know, moguls in the industry. So, you know, such as my stepdad, people that were, you know, high up in, in production that, that um, you know, the people that the people that there's nobody that can take their place. Who's going to take Dick Dick Clark's place? 
Ryan Seacrest, get out of here. All right. Well, just for so, people who don't people don't know that after Dick Clark died, they sold his production company to Chinese buyers. Is that is that correct? Yes, sir. So yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, it's well, you, and you can see in a lot of the productions today because I, I still keep up on a lot of the the new things that are coming out. So uh, whether it's on you know Netflix, HBO, Cinemax, whatever. So I'm constantly looking at a lot of new films, new television shows, and you see right off the top when they, you know, at the beginning of the movie, and they start talking about who the companies are behind this, and it's all Chinese. It's all Chinese. Yeah. So you have to wonder, um, you know, of course, now let's let's just be fair here and and say that, look, not, not all Chinese people are part of the Chinese Communist Party. In fact, there are over 400 million of them who have renounced the Chinese Communist Party. Oh, yeah. But... You know, is that to say that I think every company in China is 50% owned by the Chinese Communist Party. So that includes, sure. that includes media companies, film companies, and so forth. So while there may be some people who are not fully on board with the CCP, the CCP has ultimate right of refusal to greenlight projects, to edit projects like they did with uh, Top Gun. You know, they took out his his Taiwan patch off of, off the back of Maverick's jacket because, you know, it was offensive to the Chinese Communist Party. So you got to wonder what else, man. What other kind of narratives are they putting into these films? Whether it's kind of like subliminally, um, oh for sure. You know, to to uh, you know, America bash in in certain ways. You see a lot of it, man. You do. You think about it. I, I can't think of like off the top of my head, but I mean, it does. It does ring a bell when you think of some of these films that portray the United States in a bad light as we're some kind of imperialist country that is, you know, hell bent on global domination and we need to be brought to heel and, you know, the, the gun culture is out of control and, you know, things like that. I think they're, they're prevalent. You see these, these recurring themes in these television shows and, and movies you know I, I noticed a lot of stuff recently coming out of hbo is very anti-white it's very it paints white people constantly as racist bigots as as white supremacists as enemies of the uh, people of color in general and the people of color are the heroes and the white people are the villains and i don't know it's it's a little bit disturbing now now I'll, to be honest, you know, years and years and years ago, after 9-11, who were all the villains? Well, it was it was all the brown people and the white guys, you know, Jack Bauer, you know, were all the heroes, right? So is it tit for tat? Is it fair? No, I don't know. It's, you, know? you know, I think about my mother. I'm, I'm mixed. And, uh, you know, da dad's family was from Mexico. And my stepdad, he, he when my mom later remarried, he worked at, uh, he was in school and that was real important to him. And, you know, my mother being German descent that, that loves Mexican food and obviously Latin men, I'm, I'm a, I'm a proof of that. <laughs> uh, I, I never know where to fit in. You know, people say, Oh, you have a white last name, but you know, I, I chose to go, uh, I was Myers Gonzalez at one point, but, uh, to, to, well, to have just you know, it's just it is what it was because that's the most family I stayed around, and they asked me what name I want to go by, so that's the name I want to go by. 
but I, um, I've never identified myself as, as white. Um, I went to school, um, private school. So there was a lot more white kids than I was, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I mean, my mom's best friend is from China. She's a Chinese dissident and teaches her English at church twice a week. And my mother gets accused of being a racist. So it, it makes no sense. You know, my mom, you know, yeah. I don't get it. And my mom was like, fully say, cultured, fully cultured woman that I don't think has a racist bone in her body. Um, so, so don't get mad at her when she, when she asks you to speak English mm-hmm. because, you know, she doesn't speak German. My family left Germany for a reason, just like my other family left Mexico for a reason. They were proud to learn English. They were proud to put that old country behind them and the corruption behind them and the, those old ways behind them for a, a shot at something better. And obviously they did because yeah. I'm sitting here. Well, I think. You know, I think it's funny that they'll they'll paint you whatever color they want you to be when it serves them. Like, for example, George Zimmerman. Remember him, the guy that shot Trayvon Martin and that whole case? Oh, yeah. Right. So George Zimmerman is a white. They say he's a white guy when, in fact, he's Hispanic with a Jewish last name. So it's like it's like it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, they they were even saying, God, there were some there were some big uh you guys there was a big protest out in new york last week where they were saying that uh it was white supremacy that was the cause of this asian man being attacked and they were protesting out in the streets about it down with white supremacy and and racism and all of that when in fact the guy that attacked the asian man was black but but they're they're out there projecting it on onto onto whites as if as if you know all, all whites are guilty of this of this anti-asian um behavior no and i'm ex-army so like i hate everyone equally what are you talking about <laughs> yeah indeed if you're it doesn't matter shit, shit bags come in all sorts of colors it's true no it's true man it's true you know, you, you got bad people from, from all walks of life, from, from all ethnicities. Absolutely. You know, there are, there are terrible, terrible white people out there, just as there are terrible black, Hispanic people, Asian people, you name it. You know, that's just, that's just what you're going to get. That's, that's human beings in general. So to, to classify an entire race of people as, one thing or another i mean is... certain people certain people have their own they have their quirks you know i worked at the second busiest mcdonald's in the country i had that blessing as in high school and i could tell you by the meals that are ordered what the races are hmm. and people are like ah that's that's how do you figure and i go i break it down for you the two, the two cheeseburger combo white folks all day mm-hmm. you look, I like the two cheeseburger combo. That's the half white in me. But then Hispanics love the Big Mac with the Coke. Mm. Numero uno, por favor. I already know. Blacks, quarter pounder with orange drink. And come on, the Asians, that's an easy one. Filet of fish with Sprite. Really? And people go, it's like, there's not any truth to that. There is truth to that because I've seen that, you know, that 
statistical trend as you have the second busiest McDonald's serving up food, but they're all good. Hmm. You know, I, I eat Taco Bell three times a week and Burger King twice. So, you know, I'm no whisperware. Yeah. You know. I, have you noticed how expensive is Taco Bell gotten? I, I oh, dude, You got to get the app, bro. It's it's clutch with the app, dude. We earn okay. the rewards. And- okay. Because I went there a couple of weeks ago. I haven't been to Taco Bell in years. I'll just, let me just be honest with you. And I went there a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, you know what? I want, I want to get a couple tacos and a quesadilla. All right. I order my couple tacos and my quesadilla. I get to the window. The guy's like eleven eighty six. Oh yeah. Like, what? Yeah, you can hit twenty bucks pretty. I mean, the prices of everything's going up in this world. Everything, but it's yeah, inflation, um, inflation. Yeah, you know, I mean, I live in the country, so like dehydrated eggs only go so far. So like when I'm in town, I'm gonna be like Taco Bell or Burger King, baby. That's I'm living large today. Sure. I don't even. I got the number in my head. I don't even pull up my phone. I just just go eight nine eight two, and they're like. Like I like they already know the you know, man. I got some speaking of powdered eggs, man. For my for my bug out gear and my storable food, I got I got these really good powdered eggs. I wish I remembered the 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 name of them where I got them, but I you know I got a little test sample from them and tried them out, and I could not tell the difference no between that and regular scrambled eggs. It was they're really they were really that good, man. And I, I I'll try and find out the the name for you, man, because. You you wouldn't need to be eating much Taco Bell if you had these uh, scrambled eggs on a regular. But you're out there, you're out there cooking it up out there, and the and and out out like you're a regular, uh, well, a regular trooper, man. Like you're out in the field, like you're out on on active duty in the uh, in a war zone. Man. Uh, not yeah, not really, but I'm, we're running on uh, God generator. I uh, got a little solar array. Got. Um, my uh, sanitation all squared away but yes the nearest walmart is a 50 mile drive and um geez and i think uh we're like four miles four miles just south of the great sand dune so um Mm. there's not much out here except some uh alien sightings and um yeah highway, highway madness yeah i mean you're always seeing some like there's, you know, always something going on out here. It's the Wild West. It is. I'm not gonna lie. Out in the, I'm telling you, man. Out in the desert, I've seen more crazy stuff up in the sky than I've I've seen in most of my life. Both times I know I went out. I'm not, you know, you remember Dave, um, Hellinger. I went out to yeah. go with him, and he was like, yeah. He took me outside and he goes, here, I want to show you something. Go ahead and look up. So I looked up, and I said, what am I looking for? He says, hey, just wait, just watch, you'll see. So I'm looking at him and I go, oh, hey, there's a satellite, you know, and he goes, no, that ain't a satellite. Watch it. So I watched it and, you know, satellites, they go at a normal speed and they go straight. Well, this thing, it was going and, and then it kind of curved and then it and it slowed down and then it sped up again and curved over this way and then curved that way. And I was like, what the hell is that, man? He's like, exactly, bro. What the hell is that? And we sat out there for about another hour and watched these objects up there doing all kinds of things. There was there was one object you could actually see fired something at another object, and you could see a small explosion uh, when it when it hit the other object. And so there's either some kind of either the, these are training activities or there's actual warfare going on in space. Now whether whether that is us with advanced technology battling other human beings from another country with advanced technology 
or is it us battling beings from another planet with advanced technology, you know, guarding our planet? Uh, who's to say? But there is some really weird stuff going on up in space. So that's why I asked you if you, you know, you're out there and if you you, you see a lot of stuff. Not, not really. I mean, I've seen some strange weather uh, st stuff in around the sand dunes and up on some of the mountains that looked like strange lights uh, as the sun was going down. But mm -hmm. when the sun went down, you couldn't really see it anymore. But it was some kind of reflection or something. You couldn't. Who knows? Hmm. Weird. Kind of like a mirage effect or something. I'm in my studies in the anthropology and archaeology section. Um, the conquistadors back in the day when they'd send up expeditionary units, you know, from Mexico city and I've, I've been here to fight the, the, the natives, they were, uh, you know, devout Catholics. So they had journals and they, their journals they kept were a, a testament, you know, a testament of them, uh, being, you know, devout Catholics was their, you know, being truthful in their experiences while, you know, engaging, in uh in their you know their activities for spain and they wrote in their journals that they they were flying saucers and flying ships and uh and then and the native americans call them you know thunderbirds so um you know that's that's we're talking 16th century 17th century um you know that these guys were writing in their journals that they were flying craft in and around some of these areas along the San Gre de Cristo mountain range. So mm -hmm. um, nowadays there's a lot of military training and experimental airspace and, you know, air traffic pretty congested. I know that much with my drone uh, flying, but. Um, oh, that's right. So you got to let them know. Do you have to let them know like what your flight path is going to be? Just depending, just depending where I'm at. If I'm in the city or near an airport or a helipad, I got to, um, I'll be grounded until I get clearance and let everybody know that I'll be conducting operations. So, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's a pretty serious dress, like a commercial drone, right? You're not talking about yeah, like it can one, be one of those um, DJI, DJI uh, drones. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually flying a Chinese drone. Yeah. I mentioned that brand. Yeah. Um, Flying the air too, but, but but I mean for for what you pay for eleven hundred bucks you can't beat okay. it forty you know forty eight megapixel camera and I can do uh, some three D mapping with some other drone platforms but I have a small I have a small fleet. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's good business these days, man. Getting out there and uh, surveying and you know well, yeah. I think helping the farmer out here has been helpful. I've been helping farmers um you know in agriculture and um equipment inventory and um roof inspections and the big facility storage facilities so that's been that's been pretty good and i'm glad to be able to help out some of the agriculture here in colorado so it's a blast i'm blessed yeah right on you ever get any any good footage of uh any protests or, or riots or anything um i did there were some protesters i I flew pretty pretty aggressively um on them and um they didn't like that too much but i didn't even have a camera i didn't even have a memory card in the drone so i didn't even film it but they didn't like the presence of it but yeah 
Yeah, because I know that that when we when we go and protest certain places, like in the city of Santa Monica, the cops have a drone that follows us everywhere. And the reason I know it's a police drone because it's a, it's sizable. You know, it's not something that a civilian would just pop up there. It doesn't seem like it. You know, usually civilian drones are a little bit smaller, but this one, it's it's always there anytime we've been there several times and it always follows us around, you know, and so you know, the cops are employing these. I mean, it's less expensive than a helicopter. I mean, so I'd imagine why sure. not. Sure. You know, because you operate a helicopter. I mean, you, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know? Our police department here has one. They've actually made some arrests using it. So it's here to stay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Less, I mean, less uh, danger to the public, less danger to the officers, even less danger to the to the suspects. So yeah, you know, if if you can, I've I've talked to sheriffs on behalf of droning, and some of the sheriffs are like ah we're we're not going to do that. And you're like, I know you're not an idiot, sheriff. I just think you, there might be a little laziness in mm-hmm. doing the paperwork and the training and getting your people up to speed because having eyes in the sky can be just invaluable on so many levels. Sure, sure. So from a, from a- tactical perspective you know when you're when you're trying to assess a situation to determine how you're going to approach it having having an an aerial you know platform from which to view that is definitely key i mean geez i mean think about all the military operations over the past you know 100 150 years where way back in the civil war they're using balloons to get up to the sky you know to get up to a point at which they could view the enemy and what the enemy's position was and what they were doing or their movements and such and such so on so on and so forth so yeah why not jeez that makes a lot of sense man i mean heck we know they use drones in the uh, in our in our active uh, military operations in the middle east you know afghanistan and iraq and other places now syria what do you think about that huh it took did took biden a well, month yeah, not, it's there's so much going on every day. It's something you know, we got CPAC going on this weekend, and uh, uh, Trader Joe running around. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so out of control. So took out of control to, to to start a war in Syria. You started that up again. It took him a month. Couldn't even wait. No, nah, nah, these people are out of control. Yeah. Yeah, like for sure. 100, 100% out of control. Definitely. You know, that's what this is what they do. I mean, this is their this is their their playbook and we know it well. And so, you know, I anticipate when this when this virus thing when they lose control over the populace in terms of keeping people locked down and businesses closed and people wearing face coverings and taking vaccines they're going to they're going to use some some other form of fear some false flag attack or you know they're going to start another big war uh you know i i imagine here's here's here tell me what you think about this theory since we were just talking about aliens and whatnot um my I, the theory i have is that they're allowing a lot of this stuff to come out of the pentagon now the pentagon is admitting that unidentified aerial phenomena are real that they have a lot of data on it. They've been releasing that data. You've seen now news media covering it on a regular basis, whether you're talking about those Tic Tacs uh, outside of San Diego or 
most recently there was a flight that observed uh, something that flew it was like a cylindrical object that flew overhead and many many pilots reported it and they were it was all over the news on talk radio and and so forth and so they're being very upfront about this alien or or you know extraterrestrial presence here on on earth and i'm thinking this man because they're trying to roll out this one world government this under the you know the new the new green the green new deal or the great reset or whatever you want to call it there's going to be significant backlash i think from a lot of different countries including from within the united states and in an effort to overcome that they're going to stage a false flag of an alien invasion to then try to unite everybody on the planet you know a la you know independence day the movie where everybody was working together to defeat the aliens and we all came together as a you know as a planet finally unified uh, under this common goal what, what are your thoughts on that the possibilities of them pulling something like that well you know i said before art imitates life and i'm not one to be watching many movies i'm awful busy but uh made, that made me kind of think of uh the spider-man far from home mm -hmm. the mysterio you know and using illusions and uh lies you know you you repeat it enough uh, people will believe it so sure um given the right conditions sure any, anything's uh nothing's off the table with these guys they're how can they be so virtuous when they lack no virtue because they just nothing nothing is sacred to them so you expect the worst yeah at this point absolutely absolutely i mean i I, I, I find it very hard to believe that people at the upper levels of government and, and positions of power are anything but, uh, you know, evil, really, because it's it's almost as if like the most, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ego driven and sociopathic people pursue these positions of power. You know, whereas the normal person is okay with not having power and control over everybody, but it's only the psychopath, the sociopath, the egomaniacs that want these positions of power. And so they get into these positions of power and then they use that to dominate and control people. And they're used and they don't do so benevolently. You know, it's 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 malevolent at its core. So to to expect anything, uh, you know kind to come from these people you're right is 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 really a stretch i i expect the worst as 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 you said i i agree with you 100 on that man hope hope for the best and prepare for the worst i guess is a, a boy Damn scout right. motto yeah that's that is why i have a lot of storable food i now have uh, two firearms and a good amount of ammo and got a third firearm on the way next friday so I'm all set to to protect myself and defend the, those that I love, my family, and I don't know, fight back against this communist tyranny that's overtaking well, uh, our country. You just got to be prepared. You know, I, I have uh, an, uh, an unhinged former professor from school that was, uh, you know, publicly calling for violence, uh, uh, calling for my death publicly. I, wow, that's 
that's uh that really? sounds fun that sounds fun but you know For whatever what, what, what happened how did what, what uh, you know just being a, being uh, my position in politics and um being active in the veterans club and you know just being out there and and this guy, I guess this this guy has targeted people before. I mean, the police knew all about him. They had been monitoring him, and uh, he's, he's, you know, he's been he's been a a provocateur for a for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is he a leftist? Oh, absolutely, and a theater major to boot. So, oh, you know, and, oh. and I think I think a lot of it rubs him wrong. Me being in a in my political, you know, uh, uh, views on some things. They wonder how I get clicked up in in Hollywood and entertainment, and uh, that, that's that's really nobody's business. But uh, I think uh, yeah, they're always kind of shocked that they're like, "Oh, how how do you get hooked up with them?" And I'm like, "They're my friends. What what, what you got a problem with that?" Um, yeah, yeah. So what kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of stuff was this guy doing? If if you don't mind me asking. Uh, it's, you know, telling people that I, you know, was a ra- a Southern racist, not even from the South. I was born in Denver. What do you tell you? You know, like, like I was a stars and bars kind of guy. And I've, I've never been for that. You know, if I ever see anybody wearing, you know, uh, a guy wearing a Confederate hat, apart from it being a reenactment, I'll tell him, Hey, you know, you guys lost that war, right? You know, here, Colorado's union territory and, we got a whole bunch of dead rebels buried out north of Denver. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ulysses Grant's my guy, but. So he's just making assumptions about you based on the color of your skin. No, I think just that being, you know, that I, I was, um, it, you know, that I, I was a I was a conservative. I was a Trump supporter that I uh, that I thought that, you know, if you want to live like a degenerate, feel free to do so, but you should be able to own, to pay for your own funeral and your own drugs and your own bail and bond in case you get caught. Like, you should be able to pay your own way. So, you know, nobody should be paying for you to be a degenerate. So um, that's where I lined up on, you know, on that side of things that, you know, if you, you don't have the money to go to the show, what are you sneaking in the back door for? Right. Um, right. If, you, if you don't have enough, if you don't have money to pay for your music, don't steal it. You know, you, you, you pay for that. People work hard for that. So. Um, sure. Yeah, when I say gas, grass, or ass, nobody rides for free. That's damn straight, right? Yes, That's sir. Right. So. Yes, sir. Cool, man. Well. It looks like it's getting kind of late there, man. What time is it? Yeah, sun's going down. It's getting a little chilly, but yeah. it is seven seventeen Mountain Time. Okay. In the in the deep state of Colorado, where the chair is against the wall, and John <laughs> has a long mustache. Right. That is right. That's that's uh, that's some, that's a good reference there. So what, 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 I am in the occupied zone. Well, that's well, that's where I got in part the name Free America from. Was that film that that was uh, Red Dawn? Radio, yeah, Radio Free America. Right. This is Radio Free America. The chair is against the wall. Right. Yeah, that's um, yeah, Red Dawn. And I that was a God. I love that movie. Growing up as a kid, man, we, me and my friends used to go out and kind of play Red Dawn, you know, and go out there and ambush the commies and. 
I remember seeing the uh, Rocky Rocky uh, Four, you know, with Dad, you know, with the Russian. So yeah. going to the theater to see Rocky versus the Russian, yeah, it was good good times. I gotta wonder, you know, when did we become a communist loving country? I thought, I mean, growing up, communism was the enemy. Communists were the enemy. Well, still is, as far as I'm concerned. Right, but you see all these people out there now on the left. Saying, no, hey, because they're 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 complete incapoops. They they think socialism means being social, like going out and having a good time. Like they really are that dumb. They really are. They are that slow energy, slow mentality. Where they're like socialism. Oh, cool. So we're going to like a punch bowl. Like we're going to a social. We're going to have punch and a guacamole. Uh, that's what they think that's what they think they think there's going to be mini tacos or something and <laughs> that's not it there's not there's no pierogies there's no mini tacos no taquitos there's only like you know death and suffering because you know right you look up you look up under these you know up under communism it's nothing but that yeah there's equality everyone is equally poor yeah, equally miserable, and you know, you're looking for the looking for a nail to hammer into your head because you're so poor you can't even afford rat poison to kill yourself under the the boot of communism because you're eating you're eating bread made out of shredded tires. Yeah, so it's um it's not acceptable on any level, and I always say to those lefties like, you know, fuck your struggle. The hustle's real. Get your hustle up. Go start a lemonade stand. Go sell stationery door to door. Go do something. Yeah. So instead of waiting for a handout, thinking that you're owed something simply because you were born. You so know, that, that, that's that's not how we do it here in the United States. You want something no. like that? You want to you want to try out socialism? Move to Venezuela. Move to China. You know. Yeah. Move to one of these Nordic countries where. The income tax is 70%. See how you like that. And that's for everybody. That's not just for the rich. You see, people don't people don't understand that, that it's across the board. No matter what your station is in life, you still pay the same flat tax as everybody else. So have at it. If you want that, great. But it's not going to happen here in the yeah, US. Yeah, get your hustle up. Get your hustle up. Like become a student. I'm a student. And what's that mean? I mean, zero tax liability. So... It's been, I've been surviving and thriving. I mean, but you got to get with the program. Yeah. Hey, that's good. I didn't know that, man. I might actually go back to school for that. Zero tax liability, huh? You get all, all these tax breaks. <laughs> that's correct. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, well then keep at it, man. You might as well go for your master's, right? Yeah, your I think so. Might as well. Your, your doctorate. Yeah. Can I doctor yeah. That'd me, be hey, now, me. Meet me a young professor, you know. Yeah, there you go. Boy, that'd be awesome. I, I would love to come study under you, Professor Myers. No, no, no. That would be great. Then we can go out on some Indiana Jones adventures. You better, you better wear your helmet, son. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get dangerous out there. Yeah. Well, I, don't hey, how, I don't know how I do it, but I just keep doing it by the grace of God, so... Yeah, you you are a, tr a true trooper, man, and I, I really, like I said, I I totally admire you, bro. I mean, you you you've really pulled through on in some really difficult times. And when I think about like, oh man, I got it rough, you know, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do next. I go, man, I, I it's I, I'm I don't I don't have it half as bad as some people out there. And I know, like I said, man, you're 
not saying you got it bad, but <laughs> nah. but you're but you're making really you're making really good progress under some difficult circumstances. And no, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. So, uh, like I said, I totally admire you, man. You're, you know, a, a hero to me for what you do and and for how well, I got you- a lot. Of, I got a lot of people to thank. I'll tell you that much. A long list. Yeah. Um, long list of people. It's, I couldn't even begin. Well, now, if people are interested, I know, like you said, like sometimes you have, you have people they they make um, donations and contributions to you. Is there is there a way that any of our viewers and listeners could also help you out? Yeah, I mean, I got a PayPal, but uh, okay, nothing crazy. Well, we can include that at link in the show description section of this episode, so that people, if they want to make a contribute to future Doctor Aaron Myers. <laughs> An international man of mystery and and professional explorer, um, you can do so by by clicking on the link in the description section of this show. So be sure to share that with me after the show, and we'll put that yes, on. Sir. Thanks. Great. Great. Well, it, it looks like you're 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 freezing in there. I can. Practice, it's getting a little cold. I can practically see your breath. It is. I can see it. Yeah. So. Well, why don't we why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and let you go so that way you can uh, get to get to some shelter and get warmed up. You know, we don't want you turning into a popsicle on air here. I think we'll have um, biscuits and gravy for supper. So, excellent, excellent. Well, cool. Well, do you have anything else you want to add before we go? No, just thanks for having me on. Uh, great, great time. Always hanging out with you, man. We go way back. Uh, I'm glad we still got our health. We're blessed for that and blessed for our friendship. And um, I, again, appreciate all your, your kind words and your support. Um, I couldn't do it without, you can't do it without a good team. So um, always looked up to you, brother, and still do. And keep up for the good work and um, glad, to, glad to be on finally and uh, enjoying my time here tonight. So thanks for everybody watching and See me in uh, the next big Hollywood blockbuster. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna put a link to your movie up there, if, Actor if, Martinez. Yeah, if you need if you need somebody disheveled and a, and a somewhat greasy look, I'm your guy. So, <laughs> all right, cool. Well, I know I know some casting directors who might hit you up for that. So so we'll keep you uh, we'll keep you on the short list, as they say. All right, the, the truth is stranger than fiction, my brother. You know that. You you damn right about that, man, for sure. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show again, man. And we will share with people ways they can learn more about you. We'll share some of your social media as well as your your IMDb links and links to your Amazon film. Thanks, man. Good to see you. Right on, bro. All right, take care. Bye. Great. Well. That was fun. Uh, as I told you guys, man, Aaron's Aaron's a really fun guy, and he certainly knows a lot. He knows his stuff, and and like I said, he's a very tenacious and resourceful human being, man. He's overcome some incredible challenges just over this past year, and as I know a lot of people have, but I really look to Aaron as someone who's made do with very little and just made some extraordinary things happen with the resources that he has. 
So anyway, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning into the show. And of course, if you like what we do here at the Free America Podcast, I would encourage you to visit freeamericapodcast.com where you can make a contribution to this show. It's uh, I can't say that it's tax-free, but it'll definitely make you feel good. And you'll be going to help support a show that brings positive and informative topics to your to your ears in your eyes each week as we try to do and we would appreciate your help in doing that from this point moving forward of course because it does cost money to produce this podcast and any little bit that you can contribute would certainly help so again thank you for watching the show please visit freeamericapodcast.com and for now and the foreseeable future I'm Nick Yaya. Stay free, America. Good night, everybody.